a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Please get this on iTunes, get it on Stitcher, get it on the Pulp MX app, and uh, please leave us a review. Listen to it. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Lots of downloads, lots of listens, and uh, we really appreciate it. This is the 250 Motocross preview. Yeah, Supercross is over. 250 Motocross, 450 Motocross coming up this weekend in Hangtown and looking to uh, talk about who's going to do what in the 250 class. We're going to have a separate 451 hopefully tomorrow or Wednesday it'll be out, uh, but for now we'll cover the 250 class front to back flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out. Zach Osborne will be wearing fly racing out there in Hangtown and he'll be one of the favorites for the outdoor title. Flyracing.com, the, the carbon fiber F2 with MIPS helmet is a straight-up factory factory helmet right out of the box onto the track uh Millsaps and Baggett and uh, Osborne and these guys wear it and uh we thank them for uh, coming on well actually Osborne doesn't wear it but that's all right we'll move on and also to Alpine Stars Protects please check them out Alpine Stars making much more than boots a lot of protection equipment over there and uh we appreciate uh, those guys as well with me on the line from flyracing.com he is a two-time German Supercross champion he's done a few outdoor motos in his time the Jason Thomas what's up JT not too much. Just uh, switching gears. My voice is a little messed up. I was really sick over the weekend, so everybody bear with me. I apologize for it. That's all right. Uh, also on the line, this man knows a thing or two about 250 motocross championships as well. He was a mechanic for Dean Wilson at uh, Monster Energy PC, as well as a, a, a nice former pro racer himself from ProTaper.com and ProTaper uh, Handlebars. Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? Steve, how are you? How's it going, boys? Speaking of 250s, and in a roundabout way, then that means 125s. Uh, Parabinos, I need a new bar pad for my project bike. Uh, I need one that doesn't isn't welded onto the bar. Is that possible to get a pro taper bar pad for the project bike? Sure, sure is. I give you a part number after we do this. Fantastic, this thank you. Also on the line, this man is the voice of American motocross. You will hear him this weekend with Grant Langston on t- on your TV or online. He is Jason Wygant. Yeah. How is the outdoor season prep going for the the voice of the series? Uh, the voice of the series has been just trying to explain to other people in the series who will or won't be racing uh, this summer. <laughs> uh, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see who shows up at Hangtown and who does not. Stu? Um, Stu? I don't know. We'll just have to see who shows up at Hangtown and who does not. I, I, I'm not saying that any new surprises are coming in. The question is of the people that everyone expects to race uh-huh. who will not be racing. And this is what we're trying to figure out. But we would not know anything about that here on a Monday afternoon. Nothing is known. 
we know nothing about who may not be racing. I mean, I don't know where you're going with this, but I think we all know. I mean, we talked about it last week. It's been a week. I don't know, but we'll do. We'll deal with that in the four. No, 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 we don't know anything. We do know oh. on Monday afternoon. We know nothing. Okay. Something happened yeah. behind the scenes to make you feel this way. All right, listen, Wygant. Uh, there's a new way to you watch the. Because you thought I was going to say Stu's racing. Oh, Stu. You speak for yourself. I'm. I'm not willing to be in the. We don't know anything. You can. You can say you don't know anything. We don't know anything what about. Do you mean? We don't know. Nothing's been announced. Listen, what are you talking about? We don't know anything about anything about the nope. 450 class, and we don't know anything about the bunching technique or anything like that from Vegas. We also don't know anything about that either. That was all. Heart of champion. So that was right. just Grant and Reed just stepped up, and yep. suddenly we're going. Those guys, uh, uh, those guys dropped their yesterday. time. They went from 105 to 108 just because this, they were already tired. This is uh, really struggling on this, lap six. This bu- I only I just baited you guys because I know it bugs both of you way more than it bugs me. But uh, oh. Yeah, but uh, uh, I just baited you guys. Listen, all right, listen. There's a new way to watch the entire Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship live and commercial free. The NBC Sports Gold. Gold Pro Motocross Pass, nonstop racing, the qualifiers, the motos, every battle, every crash, every moto. A cable TV subscription is not required, so this is for you cable cutters out there. Stream the races live and without interruptions on your computer and with the NBC Sports Gold app on your iPhone, Android, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Chromecast. Learn more at NBC Sports, NBCSportsGold.com. We just is a new way for people to uh, watch the Nationals, and they don't even get commercials. So uh, my question, though, we just... You guys, do you commentate through the commercials, or are you silent? I don't even know. Actually, no. We we always have, uh, and now you'll be able to hear it here. Uh, believe it or not, international television, they have fewer uh, minutes of commercials during a one-hour span in other countries. So we usually had to add an extra two or three minutes per show. So there would be most of the commercial breaks during the racing. Grant and I would just keep announcing anyway. We'd still take the breaks, you know, whatever. If there's a break before the gate drops, we'd still do that. Okay. So I think that will still be silent. But, yeah, like from the beginning, the gate drop to the checkered flag, there will be no breaks in the announcing or coverage whatsoever. Yeah, pretty sweet. I like it. Yeah, except you remember it's four straight hours, so that means no bathroom breaks for me whatsoever. None. <laughs> you're just locked in. Well, it's not like any yeah. your your broadcast partner drinks, drinks you know, a lot during that time. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need any bathroom breaks. Yeah. He actually takes breaks somehow. He does it. <laughs> He'll just disappear. Oh, he's a world champion. Weeds, world national yeah. champion. So, um, so NBCSportsGold.com uh, to SportsGold.com for more information on that. Please check it out. It's a new way to uh, to listen to the Nationals. All right, let's get started. So, uh, Hangtown this weekend, two fifty class, and I'll start with you, Paul. Um, really seriously, when I sat down and made some notes and, and thought about it, like. I got five guys that can win this title. And let's see if you have the same five that I have, Paul. Who can win this title? Um, well, I, I, think I'm, I think I know we're in agreement on three, and I think that would be J-Mart, um, Osborne, and, um, man, that could win the title. Maybe, maybe we can't agree on three even. Okay. Um, it's tough. I would say Forkner's in the conversation. Um, I'm not sure on Savachi right now. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. Yep. I'm not sure. Let me hear your five. All right. I got five that I think can win this title. Maybe a wild card of a sixth guy, but five. I think the title's coming out of here. Uh, J Mart, Austin Forkner, Joey Savachi, Alex Martin, and Zach Osborne. Right now. 
people. What? Listen, you jerkies. Oh, boy. You jerkies may not realize this, okay? Alex Martin finished second in the points, 40 more points than Savachi. Okay, 40 more points. I know it's really hard to picture Amart, the guy we all love and, you know, is one of the nicest guys out there. I know it's really hard to picture him uh, standing there as a national champion, but newsflash, he can. So but how can you leave Plessinger I out? I don't. I just, yeah. I. How can you leave Plessinger out? I don't understand that at all. Because I just can, yeah. I just I you're going to put Amart in and leave Plessinger out. That, I feel like that. I'm not saying Amart shouldn't be in the conversation. 70, but I feel like that's a glaring se- oversight. Seventy more points Amart scored than Plessinger last year. Now, whatever you want to yeah, say, uh, whatever you want to say about Plessinger, uh, you know, having some bad luck and not catching. He got fired near the end of the series. Seventy points. So that's a lot. Um, yeah, well, those guys had a lot more points than Roxon and Supercross this year too. But I'll have him in my picks to win the championship when he's back. JT, that's regard. Plessinger did 24 motos. Alex Martin did 24 motos. 70 more points for Amart at the end of the year. So Plessinger's big. He's tall. He's got he's got his special tracks. He's going to be good, no doubt. Uh, his Supercross season wasn't exactly stellar. So to me, that's my five guys. JT, who do you got? Who can win this title? Uh, I have it pretty open. I think uh, I think there are some some elite favorites. Um, I think Osborne, Forkner, um, Plessinger, Savace. I, I, I agree with your five, but I, I think there are some other guys that are going to be in the mix. Um, I would definitely have Plessinger in there. Well, I think not having Plessinger is ridiculous. You can you can totally cover yourself on this podcast by not stepping out on the ledge and seeing and saying, you know, hey, look, I got seven, eight guys. But realistically, I th- I thought who's going to win this title. And, and yeah, I, realistically, I think it's a, a narrower focus than that. I think uh, I think Osborne, um, Forkner, um, J Mart are are probably, and I and of those of those three, I would say even J Mart and Osborne are my two. But I really think it's yep. pretty open. I think we're going to see a lot of winners. Um, but really, those are my two: J Mart and Osborne. If I really want to narrow it down and go out on a limb. But more to my point, the only reason I, I interjected myself into that was to take Plessinger out of your list when you have five guys. Is, is That's just silly. The title's coming down to one of those five guys. And I, my sixth wild card guy was AC. Although, again, I put him in a sort of a And your Plessinger. Plessinger's not even a wild card? No. No. You're out of your mind. All right. You can't put Amart in just Dylan because of I just did that. Like, that's ridiculous. I just, I just did that. I just did that. I know you, you're doing it because Amart's your buddy, and Amart should be in the talk, but Dude, you can't put put Plessinger. They did you 24 can't motos, even a wild. They card. did 24 motos. Amart scored 70 more points. JT, how'd Supercross go? It doesn't matter. That does that means okay. nothing. All right, you just said hey, Plessinger didn't have a good Supercross season. Weege, what do you got, Weege? Do you have Savachi in your five? I do. Yeah, it's oh, that, okay. and that's cool. interesting. That's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, okay, this is going to be interesting. I think this is one of the hardest predict- hardest to predict ones we've had in a long time. I mean, last year we basically handed the number one plate to uh, to um, Coop. Jeremy Martin before the season began. Oh, Jeremy Martin, Because they yeah. knew Webb yeah. had a wrist injury. Right. That worked out real well. But at least, hey, Martin was defending champ. Year before that, Martin was still defending champ. You knew Marvin was going to be good because <laughs> Marvin dominated Supercross. Normally there's a pretty well-defined order, even in the 250 class. This year I feel it's it all comes down to J-Mart. It's J-Mart and everybody else. If J-Mart's still J-Mart, yeah. Supercross season was terrible. If he can make the Honda work as good as the Yamaha, and I know that there's many things that people can make fun of star racing for, 
but the performance of those bikes last year was ridiculous. So you have to at least question, is he going to be as good on the Honda as he was on the bike he won two titles with? If he is, I think it's J. Mark's title to win or lose. It's just him. Yeah. Yeah, that, but if he's not, yeah, then it's wide open. I probably would put Osborne at the top of the next list, kind of like you guys have. But to me, it all comes down to is J-Mart still J-Mart? Because honestly, you have a guy who's won this title twice against guys who have not. So it's a pretty big line if he is the same guy. And I know you're saying ignore Supercross for A-Mart, but how can you ignore the fact that J-Mart's Supercross season was atrociously bad? Like, terrible. You have to account for that. So it makes it very hard to predict, but I guess I'll just say J-Mart should be J-Mart, and I'll just put him as 1A. But um, if not, similar guys, Ben Osborne. Um, and I don't know how you pick between – there's probably about five other guys that I put as a – if J-Mart's 1A, Osborne's 1B, and everybody else is number two, and there's about seven of them. I would uh, – Can you can, would, can we get a that. ruling on this Plessinger thing, Paul and Weege? I'm with you, uh, JT. Plessinger. Go ahead, Weege. I'm, I'm with you, JT. I, I cannot draw a massive line between Amart and Plessinger. 70 more points. I just did. 70 points. I, to, to me, I think Plessinger is going to be far better than Amart. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Once again, hey, okay, so this is now the Shit on Alex podcast, officially – the guy no. the year before last No, it's more your opinion. It's more that you're you're putting Amart and Plessinger in different leagues. I'm looking at the points. Seventy more points. Like I'm not just going off of last year's results. I'm going okay. off of you wanna, what's happened in the last okay. few months, what's happened to, in the last few weeks. Do you want me to pull up twenty fifteen outdoors? Because I can pull those up and we can see where Amart did there. And we can look at that as well if you guys would like. And I perhaps I pull out twenty fourteen. Okay, let's is, see. What was twenty fifteen points? Okay, hold on. Stay, stay tuned. Because <laughs> um, I, I know the Plessinger had the best let me, total let out me, of the last like five races. Yeah, he yeah. had the best points hey, uh, out of anybody. Paul, let me let's ask Paul this. Uh, Joey Savacci, like we brought up and talked about it, and and you know said talked about that being a very key guy, which way he goes. Like, and I agree. Like Joey led this thing last year for a long time. He won some nationals. Looked great. Then he was kind of dealing with like a virus or something near the end. And this was a crushing Supercross loss for sure. How do you think he responds? I don't know. That's a that's a really big question for me because I honestly truly believe he can be he can be a title contender, but I kind of honestly truly believe that he might not win a race. I, I, I don't know. I, it, the Supercross season just was tough for him and the ending was tough. And the multiple small mistakes um, won't be as big of a deal outdoors. But, um, I mean, there is just uh, – Osborne is, is going to be unbelievable. He's on a confidence high. He's going to be in shape. His bike's good. He's, gonna, he's a great outdoor guy. I think Ferrandis is going to be in the mix. Fork hold is going to be great. Hold on. I'm, asking, Cirillo, you, I'm I mean. asking you about Cervacci, though. Like, what do you – do you think I, he rebounds? Or does, he, does, this, does this crush him a little bit and we don't see the same Joey we saw last summer? I don't think we see the same Joe we, we saw uh, in the first part of the series last summer. Um, I think we see somebody that's just a tick off winning, put it that way. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I'm genuinely worried about the hangover effect of uh, the way the Supercross season went. Um, I think it's going to be a real issue. I, I think Jordan Smith could be really good and really in there because I don't think Smith had the 
he had the same opportunity, but it was just a crash. It wasn't a rip your heart out uh, situation, as almost the whole season was for Savachi. So until it's proven to me that Savachi can get over this emotionally, which would be very hard to get over, uh, I can't put him up there. He, he should be for every other reason, but this is going to be a really tough loss to bounce back from. But in a way, maybe it makes him like uh, like hungrier, like more eager to show everybody – you know what he's got, and and you know we know he does. The, he know he's got the fitness. He's got the bike and the team. Like the the flip side of that is he's going to be like, all right, that sucked. I'm going to show everybody what I got outdoors. You know? I think he'll be really good at hang time. It usually works that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he'll, I think he'll come out. I think he'll do well at hang town. I mean, you got to remember last year, uh, out of the first six motos, he won four of them. So. Uh, I, I do. I don't think it'll matter too much. Um, I mean, obviously it hurt, but man, when you get out there and you're racing, uh, he, his starts have been really good. Those bikes have been really good on the starts the last year or two, uh, especially this year in Supercross. Last year outdoors, actually, they were pretty decent as well. Um, I mean, he dominated Hangtown last year, so I expect to see him up and down, just like last year. Uh, Glenn Helen went terribly. Um, then you know, uh, Hangtown and, and Lakewood went really well. So. Uh, I kind of expect the same thing. I think good weekends and bad weekends, but I don't expect a super hangover effect. I think uh, I think he's got some pretty smart people in his corner that have you know seen good times and bad times, and they'll they'll get him out of this funk. He won three out of the first uh, six. Got second in the okay, other sorry, one. Sorry, I, I thought he went one one at, Hang- at Lakewood. Um, he yeah, he's uh, and by the way, Plessinger beat Amart uh, in twenty fifteen. Uh, so you were right, uh, JT. Um, so why? Why are you guys shitting on Alex Martin? Like, I I'm not. Well, no, but Paul, you said Plessinger handily or easily beats Alex Martin. Like, Amart yeah. got second last yeah. year. Yeah, I, I know he did, but um, like Supercross season was really, really rough. And what from what I've seen and heard at, at test tracks, either he he doesn't he's not super fast um, at the test tracks either. Um, I just think that he is. Uh, I, I would hope and love to see him get the ball rolling, but I think he needs to get the ball rolling immediately. Um, I think if Hanktown goes bad, it's gonna it's gonna be harder for him to turn it around. So now that it's a fresh start to the season, if he can turn it around and, and come out top five, I think that would be an awesome start. But I don't know that I have him in the top five at Hanktown. Well, Paul, but to be fair to Alex Martin, I've never heard Alex Martin is, is blazing at the test tracks or practice tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, um, and that's a great point. There's lots so, of riders that are not right. good at test tracks, so maybe that's the type of guy he is, and he rises to the occasion. And if that's the case, then I'll be wrong and I'll eat my words, but I'm just giving you my opinion at the moment, and I think Plessinger's yeah. going to be better over the course so, of the season. Yeah, J-Mart is the question. I guess, I don't know, Weege, like he's got this herniated disc, and I guess it's better. He did have that terrible Supercross season. I mean, it's a huge question mark, like you said. Yeah, and I think um, the, the way things have gone for the Geico Honda team recently, uh, last year outdoors and this year indoors, you eventually have to start questioning, you know, are they going to get this uh, turned around? You know, you can have various injuries and a lot of other things. It's always hard to pinpoint what the issues are. But it's now been a, a little while since they've had a really good series uh, besides, you know, Mookie won the Supercross title last year. But this Supercross season was bad. Last year's outdoor season was bad. So I don't think you can automatically say just plug him on that bike and they're going to be good to go. Uh, uh, I, I think there's a little bit of a show me um, here. And if 
Jim Hart goes out and rolls everybody, I don't think anyone's going to be in complete shock. But I don't think you can stamp it right now either. But having said that, we all do we all agree that the Star Yamahas are faster than the Geico Hondas? Do we all agree on that? I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that. I mean, Paul, JT, yep. right? I mean, yep. they're they're fast. This is the way the button. I mean, everybody I've talked to that's ridden both has said that. Yes, right. So. There is that, that the, the Yamaha is, this Honda is not as fast uh, due to the motor configuration and, and the Star Guys as well being, uh, being on it. So, Well, the Honda, the Honda's, you know, it's been several, several years since they've had an update from what I know as right. far as, uh, you know, a new model. So, so to, to, argue that, to argue that point, I know it was, again, this is, you know how it goes when a rider goes to a new team, he's never going to say anything that the bike's worse, <laughs> no. right? But J-Mart's arguing point was the Star Yamaha was just, has become, became too explosive and too powerful for him. Oh, that he was give me a break. struggling to ride it <laughs> as good as he wanted to, and he was not getting the starts that he wanted to on oh, it. Oh, so please. the argue angle from that. So. <laughs> I mean. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. Yeah, dude, no, there's, there's nobody who hated each other more than Starr and Jeremy last year. So That's I, true. I don't know if you can get J- J-Mart, who won two titles on the bike, to say anything good about the, uh, the Star guys. Um but on, having said that, like, okay, so we talked about Jamar, we talked about Cervacci, you guys are shitty on Amart. Um, Osborne. Dude, the Amart, hold on here. The okay. Amart thing goes back to the same situation. We are going to find out quickly how good those star bikes were. Obviously, the Troy Lee bikes and KTM, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're successful. And KTM seems to have the thing figured out no matter what series or class they're racing in anywhere. But those star racing bikes were really good. Maybe both Martin brothers wouldn't want to tell you that but they're no longer on them. So maybe that'll make a difference. I mean, you just can't guarantee it. I mean, dude, we were getting one, two, three, four in motos last year with those Yamahas, and now both of them are no longer on them. So we'll just have to wait and see. I know it hurts you guys to think of Alex Martin as a national champion, but I'm telling you, he can do it. He can do it. I think here's 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 where you guys are not agreeing. Here's why. You're saying Alex has just – he beat Plessinger last year and he'll beat him this year. That's just the way it is. But I think you can also argue Plessinger is younger and on the rise and probably going to get better, where maybe Amart had a career year. Did Amart have his best year he's going to have already as a veteran, and is Plessinger yeah. just on the rise? Yes, last year Amart was better, no doubt. But are you placing your bets on they'll stay where they are, or Plessinger now as a fourth-year pro will just improve? I, I think outdoors yeah. Plessinger's size hurts him. I really do. I think that. He's a big dude. And – 70 points. They race all 24 motos, and 70-point difference to me is a lot. Um, but, okay, look, let's move on to the next thing. Like, Osborne could win this. He could, he could take control of this thing at Hangtown and, like, never let it go. If J-Mart's bike isn't great, if J-Mart's back is an issue, you know, his, his prep, his, maybe say, say his, he's behind on his prep, like, JT Osborne could, Osborne could run away with this thing. He really could. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would kind of agree with Weege's assessment that uh, I like J-Mart because his experience and he's won two titles and he's kind of been there and done that. Uh, so I have uh, I would agree the 1A and then Osborne with 1B. Um, what we really don't know is what is this Zach Osborne, you know, this Zach Osborne 2.0, if you will, what is he capable of outdoors? Because his strengths are – they haven't been the start, you know, his strengths have been speed and, and coming from the back and the fitness side. So those all play into his to outdoors and we know his GP experience and he won his first, uh, overall last year. Is that right? He won his yeah. first overall at high point last year. I yes. think. 
Um, so even before he got on the program he's on now, he was trending up in the outdoor series. So you've got to think he's going to be right there. And I'm sure his confidence is at an all-time high. Uh, we just haven't really seen what he's capable of yet. So I, I look for big things from him. If we're sitting here in three months wrapping up this series and he's the champion, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Well, the thing is, Paul, too, is Zach had some mechanicals last year, and he had some mechanicals in Supercross, and that was obviously fixed. He became the champion. But that's well, something to that keep wasn't an eye on, too. Well, that was, when you crash in the first turn, you can't really blame a mechanical. No, I'm saying last year, not this year. Oh, last year. Okay. Yeah, last we year. saw it last year. Sorry. And yeah. this year, you know, we saw no, no problems, no issues. And, but, but outdoors, Paul, as you know, is a massive taxing uh, on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's for sure tough. And I mean, when I went through this with Dean, our goal at the first round was to get 40 points. And, and, and I think that's important for all these guys is to manage their expectations. But going back to the motorcycle, I mean, that's Osborne did have a lot of issues um, that one year, but I don't I think they've worked through those. I don't foresee that as anything we can hang our hat on as far as in regards to this pod, at least as to something that we can count on happening. I think mm-hmm. his bike's going to be fine, um, you know, and it is a grueling season, but. But uh, all these teams now are at such a high level. I don't think mechanicals is anything that we can count on, really. So, um, I mean, I, I think his bike's not going to be a non-issue. Uh, Paul, you've been hearing that Ferrandis, the uh, MXGP guy, has been riding really well outdoors. Yeah, and, yeah. I I think um, you know just for some reason Frenchies have a great track record at Hangtown. Um, I think. Ferrandis, I don't know anything about the guy, so it's all speculation. But I mean, I know he's probably had his head set on motocross. I think he's had a damn good Supercross season, considering he's gotten better as the season's gone on, and and he's been lightning fast at the test tracks, and and I think um, he's going to be very strong at the end of the race as well. So uh, for me, I mean, I don't know when we're going to make podium picks, but I I have him on the podium at Hangtown. I think he's going to be very very good. Interesting. The one thing about uh, anybody like that, whether it's Rattray or Roxon or any of these guys that come over, they always talk about the lack of time on the tracks. You know, GPs, they get they ride them all day Saturday, uh, Sunday yeah. morning, they got to warm up. Here, it's like two 15-minute practices go. You know what I mean? So a lot of these guys that come over the first year, and Rattray told me that, and Roxon told me that, that they struggle to learn the tracks. You know, all of the American guys, Alex Martin has 8,000 laps on every track. Um at so least at Hangtown, he has Thursday press day as well, too. Yeah, true. Uh, Weege, are we, uh, are we discounting Forkner a little bit? This kid won nationals last year, really turned it on. Um, he finished fourth in the points. Forkner? Winner? Title? We're apparently uh, discounting the entire uh, Pro Circuit team. I mean, Hill just won a Supercross title, and no one's even saying that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Hill's messed himself up by by saying a few times that he's more of a Supercross guy, uh, but he's had some good outdoor results here and there. He's never been able to sustain it. So I think the question with Hill is: Would it be good from track to track, or has he got like four tracks that he rails on, and mm-hmm. and the rest of the season not going to be so good? But yeah, Fortner, it is amazing, man. People were picking him to win the Supercross title, which I said, man, it's just a little risky to put your money on a rookie. And he ended up being a rookie, basically. He was okay, but it wasn't great. Next year, he could be really good. But uh, I think he put that behind him. I think he's going to be in the mix. And what really impressed me last year was he was not inconsistent. He was very consistent for a rookie. So I would not be surprised to see Forkner start a little under the radar, you know, top five-ish. Mm-hmm. And then at some point start to pick it up, and then all of a sudden we're saying, uh-oh, look at this. Uh, Forkner absolutely could win it. 
Uh, where do you stand on Adam Cincerillo, uh, JT? You know what, AC? Uh, if he can remove some of the mistakes, because we've seen him come out, and especially at Hangtown, and just blazing fast, whole shot and just go for broke. Um, but he's he's been incapable of stacking motos together and putting wins on the board um, in, a, in a real season uh, scenario. So if he can put that together and finally find the consistency, then maybe he can be a factor. You know, this, this Supercross season was the closest he's gotten. You know, he was, what, two points away from a championship? So that was uh, that was good to see. He still had some inconsistencies in Supercross, but it was by far his best season he's put together. So maybe this is his year. Um, I do expect to see him get great starts. I do expect to see him run up front. I think the Pro Circuit Kawasaki is in a very good place as far as getting him to the front. Uh, but until he can put week in and week out together, uh, outdoor motos without just a little mistake, it's, it's not huge crashes. Sometimes it is, like Charlotte on the start. Um, but it's more the the little tip over or the, the crash and the turn that costs him 10 positions that really keeps him out of any championship contention. Um, Weej, are we sleeping on McElrath again? We, we, we did that in our – I seriously, we spent uh, 20 seconds in our podcast preview for the Supercross series talking about Shane McElrath. Now, last year he exited the series early with an injury. Um, he, he didn't start it very well, but – McElrath could be just one of those workhorse guys. And Alex Martin, 2.0, if you will. Yeah, it was the uh, shit on Shane podcast. Yeah, now it's the shit on Uh, And we now know. uh, You were wondering who was the shit on Shane guy for the East. It was Jordan Smith. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Uh, We we shit on Jordan Smith. We probably talked about him for 30 seconds preseason as well. And he went into the last race with the points lead. Yeah, uh, that's what makes this class so awesome. If it's not J-Mark just doing what J-Mark did in 2014-2015, uh, any of these guys. And, and Jordan Smith is not getting much traction at all. I mean, look what he did. And I don't, I don't think we have any proof that Jordan Smith is significantly better in Supercross, so just forget about him repeating that success uh, outdoors. Remember uh, the opening moto. And Smith are both, huh? Remember the opening moto for Smith last year on the Geico bike. He finished second. I know. He finished second. First moto of the year at Hangtown. Um Oh, absolutely, those guys can be there. And so much of the 250 class just comes down to somebody getting something rolling. You get two or three good races in a row for the first time in your career, you know, a couple podiums, and then you start believing, and then it all starts happening. That's what makes this class so fun to watch. You just Some of these guys that we're talking about right now are just going to end up having a crappy summer. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And some of them are going to catch fire. Uh, and we weren't thinking Alex Martin would be that guy last year, and he was. So one of these guys we're talking about is going to be that guy this year where you're like, where the hell did this come so- from? But don't you think McElrath and Jordan Smith are perfect candidates for where in the hell did this guy come from? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because they just don't have the wins yet. So you don't put them on the list because Forkner got an overall and Plessinger's gotten an overall and the Martin brothers have won races uh, since Rillo's won races, but uh, not nationals, but he's won some supercrosses. So they don't have the wins yet, but that didn't take long for that to change. What do you think, Paul? Jordan Smith and Shane McElrath, are we sitting here after Indiana saying, holy shit, look at Jordan Smith or look at Shane McElrath? I, I think it's very possible, and I can't agree with Weege more about momentum and getting the ball rolling, and, and that's why I think it's important um, to for riders and teams to make, you know, set kind of everyone setting goals, but be, you know, get through the first couple rounds and stay in the mix. I think Cooper was a 
prime example of that last year to stay in the mix because you can really derail quick and it seems so hard to turn it around. And I, I've lived, I've lived through it with multiple riders. Um, so I, I, I think Hangtown is, um, you know, like so not so much in Supercross where we kind of almost throw out Anaheim as far as a, a telltale of what the season's going to happen. I think Hangtown is is a little bit of that, but not as much. Um, so I, I think the guys that are in the top ten are going to are going to stay there um, throughout the season. But you you know you have to kind of get the ball rolling, and it can really kind of move on. And you know if the if the TLD guys have two good West Coast rounds, and McElrath and Smith are in the top five, like. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be there the rest of the season. You know, I, I think both those guys and, and Alex Martin, I don't, this isn't the shit on Alex Martin podcast. He could easily oh, be is. there too, but oh, it is. I think it's going to be harder for him to get the ball rolling based on uh, my feelings of him at the moment. I think, don't you think Paul, and I've always said this and Wygant's heard this, you know, a dozen times, uh, these jerky teams, they test on the West coast, they test at Glen Helen, you know, they, they rent these tracks, they, they, they do all this, and the first time we had East, the which is High Point this week, or th- this year, um, first time they had East, uh, dirt grabs your bike, uh, bike runs hotter, uh, suspension reacts differently to the softer dirt. And I know Ricky always loved to say the series doesn't start till Daytona, and that actually showed wrong in his career stats. But I really feel the season starts at High Point. The East Coast tracks are so different from Hangtown and Glen Helen, and you got guys. Uh, that don't do that well in the West. There's way more rounds on the East, and your bike set up as good as it may work at Hangtown and Glen Helen and everything else. You head high point, and I've been there as a mechanic. I don't know if you have, Paul. All of a sudden, you're testing again. You're you're heading East for testing. You're re- you're developing new suspension settings. It happens a lot. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, and, and that goes back to the momentum thing. I yeah. think if you can maintain your expectations through the West Coast rounds, everyone's going to go to Hangtown and say, my bike's stiff, and the, and it works like shit. Hangtown is a very tough track to ride, and no one, JT can attest to this, like, it's not fun to ride that track. It's not fun to ride Glen Helen. Your bike's not going to work great there. And then when you go to High Point, everyone's going to say, my bike's soft. So I think if you maintain and kind of keep a level head through the first three rounds and then ramp it up through high point, you know, don't the seasons that we've had great seasons at pro circuit. We didn't, we didn't jump off a ledge at round four when we went to the East coast tracks and went, did a bunch of crazy testing. We kind of maintained and then um, believed in our kind of settings and, and just made fine, fine tuned tweaks. But I'm a big guy in saying this isn't NASCAR. I think, you know, riders are a big deal. And if you can get the momentum rolling and keep the kind of, the, you know, keep things going through the first few rounds. It gets a lot easier as through the through the rest of the summer. Maybe we are discounting Justin Hill a bit, JT. Um, he's on fire right now, and he's got skills. We know that. Last season, he he was on the TLD team, missed a bunch of races, came back, scored well at Washougal. Um, maybe, maybe Hill's the surprise of that team. I think I think Hill will be in the mix. Uh, let's not forget how well he did at Glen Helen. Uh, was it last year? Two years ago. The year before. Yeah. He was uh, on, he was on really the good bike. there. Yeah, think, on, the, on the PC bike. Yeah, he he got second overall, I believe. Um, so so the, the ability yeah, there. He was with Marvin. Yep. Yeah. So right. the ability there, I, I don't question that. And I had him. Uh, I had him on my list of guys uh, that I had made up the other day. Of just man, I really thought there was upwards of ten guys that could win motos in this thing, and that includes guys like Amart and Jordan Smith and all kinds of guys. Look at Jordan Smith at Hangtown last year. I mean, he was rock solid. So uh, to discount any of these guys, I think, in a single moto is, is a bit silly. Um, but when you start looking at a, a national championship, I think it, it 
you know, starts to dwindle a bit as far as consistency. But I, I could see Justin Hill being one of those guys, one of the uh, maybe five or six that have a, a chance at a real championship. A few notes here for people. Uh, Chase Sexton will come in, when do you think, we each halfway, probably? What do you hear? Yeah, that's what I think. I think it'll be, you know, the kind of the jumping off point is there's a weekend off after Colorado. So you basically get four weekends off if you start at high point. But I think even high point is going to be a stretch and, for him. I think it might be a week or so after that. And R.J. Hampshire? I think Hampshire will be in for high point. And, by the way, Marty Davalos on 450s. So we can't touch on Marty. But congrats to Marty last year. He finished every moto. Or he rode every moto anyway. So, um, Cantrell, Sean Cantrell from the TLD KTM team. I know nothing about amateurs. I don't really care. Uh, Weege, what do you think? Uh, I don't think he's quite at the explosive level where, you know, going into Hangtown last year, people thought maybe Forkner could win it. And uh, a couple years before that, people thought maybe Webb or Cincerlo could win it. I don't, I don't think we're quite at that level for this guy. He might end up being solid, but uh, I think it's going to be a little off the radar for a while. And, Paul, what about Moseman on the Rockstar Husky team? Um, yeah, kind of uh, kind of mirroring what, what Weege said. He's not the He's not the Forkner level. I don't also think he's going to show up and surprise like Charbonneau did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, but I do think the pro kind of um, the pro scene as far as longer races and a rougher track will help him. I think it'll be better. I don't. I don't consider him a sprint type guy, amateur guy. So we'll see. Um, maybe he can get a decent start and kind of hang for a while. But um, I would. I would say he's a ten to twenty at Hangtown. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right? If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now. Valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything, I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, 
medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And what about McAdoo? Where do you think he's going to run, uh, Weege? He's 10 to 20, top 10s here and there. Uh, don't you keep hearing these these uh, Navy SEAL animal stories oh, of uh, McAdoo training? <laughs> I mean, according to the guys at club, Cameron McAdoo is Lance Armstrong-like. That's, that, I mean, again, you know, it's not, you know, Alex, Alex Ray and Kate Clayson maybe aren't the best bars, you know, um, but, but these, and including Brayton though, they really go on about this kid. Yeah, I think he's a tough, which uh, is going to come in, come in handy. I, I think uh, Paul said something really critical there is starts. Like, I, I think he has the ability if he gets a couple of good starts to just hang there for the entire moto and then sky's the limit. Uh, I don't know if he's going to win a race or anything like that, but right. I think he could be a real surprise when the year's over. And is Matt Michelia ready for this weekend or no? Do we know? No, I don't think so. Okay. But Kyle Cunningham will be JGR's other 250 guy, correct? Outdoors? I think he's going to be the 250 guy. Well, Michelia comes back at some point, I would hope. I don't know. I see. Yes. Originally, Phil and Michelia were the guys, but Cunningham's the guy now. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Uh, also, too, um, uh, Luke Resland will be there for the uh, Traders uh, Yamaha team. And I'm trying to think of anybody else. Of course, uh, Colt Nichols, uh, Mitchell Harrison we didn't talk about as well, riding for the star team. Um, did I get everybody? We think did I did. we get all the PLD guys? Oldenburg. We have not talked about Oldenburg. He was 10th oh, in the points last yeah. year. Um, yep. Let's – yeah, Let's talk a little more about the, t- the, the, the title here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Please check out the NBCSportsGold.com. Uh, get, the, get the app and uh, watch commercial-free Weege and Langston. And is Georgia Lindsay back? Do we know? Yeah, Georgia's back? I think she's holding out. Holding out for a con- – no, just, just in. She just signed. Oh, okay. She's in. She, she's yeah. the best part no, of the whole TV good. show. The best part of that whole TV show. So Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. All uh, right. Breaking news. I just got a text from a pro rider that says, Hey, Ferrandis is going to kill 250 class so damn fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a man who is not, not riding 250s. He's riding 450 motocross. And his, main, his name he, rhymes with Schmidt. Does he ride a blue bike? No, his ro- name rhymes with Schmidt and Schreg. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Good timing. Um, okay, so the title J Mark. I just. I don't see him being the same guy. And it goes to injury, it goes to lack of prep, and it goes to machine. Like I've heard a lot of good things coming out of the J Mark prep. Uh, you camp. guys are so, you guys fall for me the same too. shit every year. Oh god, this guy's kill like when are you guys gonna realize that 
that doesn't really well, necessarily mean anything. Like, it does mean when something. When it's a two-time champion but. and you're hearing crazy fast things, I, I think you can put some weight in it. You know what? I heard the same thing about Supercross. Dude, killing it. We moved him to the West because he's killing it. He's riding so good. We had a team scrimmage, and he worked everybody. We're putting him on the West ASAP. Same well, thing. We've never seen him do well in Supercross, so I, I kind of discounted that. But outdoors, we, we, have, okay. we have proof there. Yeah, I Mitch, mean, Mitch I, has a saying. Mitch has a saying, and it and it goes, "The fastest guy usually wins." <laughs> Granted, the practice track is not the racetrack, and right. I'm a huge believer in in right. some guys don't practice how they race. But uh, he, this is a guy who practices how he races, and and if JT's been hearing the same things I have, I mean, he's been very fast and I mean, multiple yep. seconds faster than 250 guys, and even faster than top 450 guys. So yeah. we have to. We have to consider him. You know he's going to be so motivated. He's a pretty motivated little guy anyways, you know. He loves proving people wrong, and he is going to be, you know, on fire. Like, his second at Daytona, like, he was very stoked about that. Like, like to show everybody, like, you know, I could ride Supercross, you know, and all of us are like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, so he'll be, he'll be stoked. I mean, Weege, the Geico team needs this. They need J-Mart badly. Yeah, this is a huge test for them. If he does well, if he's as good as he was last year, then everything's fine. But if he struggles, then you've really got to start wondering if there's a problem over there. I mean, you can have a couple seasons where you just chalk it up to guys got hurt and had bad luck, and that's kind of where they were outdoors last year and Supercross this year. But if the trend continues, especially with a guy like that, uh, then then it's um, maybe panic button time. But, you know, it's funny. I, I, J-Mart is notoriously fast like this in the preseason. Uh, and it obviously paid off 15 and uh, or 14 and 15. I mean, Steve Lampson told me, oh, Jeremy Martin's going to win today. And I'm like, Jeremy Martin? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. What, about, what, about, what about Dean Wilson and Blake Baggett? No, he's so fast, you won't believe it. And then he killed everybody. But then also they said the same exact thing last year uh, going into Hangtown. And yeah. he apparently had an illness, which they left out. Um so he's always fast. He's always, always, always fast this time of year, and we've seen it worked out very good two times and very bad one time. It wasn't horrible last year, but it wasn't the same. Um. Oh, D- Dakotas too. We haven't talked about Dakotas. He is in. Yep. So. Um, yeah, Geico is going to be Martin, right. Dakotas, and McAdoo for a few races till, and I think Dakotas will leave when they fill it out with Sexton and. Hampshire. Right. If they don't have any other injuries, which at that point, who knows, right? Um, yeah. 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 So, all right. So none of you guys, you three, are, are on the Alex Martin can win this title. Like, like, how many guys I would you – I didn't rule it guys, out. I just said you're guys, crazy to say that and then say Plessinger can't. How many guys would you put ahead – would you pick ahead of Alex Martin, JT, to win this title? Like, like you, you say he can, and you're, you, you know, you, you're right, but how many guys would you put ahead of him? Uh, I think my one A and one B of uh, Osborne and J Mart, I think are I think those two are favorites ahead of him and would be favored significantly ahead of him in Vegas. What about everybody? So he's third. <clears throat> um, I think he would be right in the mix with a bunch of guys. Um, what's going to be interesting is to see how Forkner reacts to his sophomore season because he was lights out at the end of his of his freshman year, um, but then he was kind of underwhelming in Supercross. No. So, you know, which, which Austin Forkner do we get? Do we get the Supercross Austin Forkner, which was, he was good. He's good, don't get me wrong. But he wasn't what we saw last, the end of last summer. So, I, I don't know. I, Forkner's a question mark for me. Yeah, he might be even better because of the knowledge of the tracks and everything. 
I, yeah, but he wasn't. Right. Didn't you expect more in Supercross? Is, yeah, is, no, I, I, I said him yeah. or AP for the title. That's what. Yeah, I, that's so what I, said. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see what we get because I I was really really impressed last summer, and then I was a really really underwhelmed this this Supercross season. All right, let's pick our titles, and I want to pick a sleeper. I want to pick a champion. I want to pick who's going to be the top guy on each team. Ooh, that's a tough question. I know, but we're going to have to do that. That's how we're going to. That's how we're going to do this. So, 250 motocross champion will be 2017. Rockstar Energy Zach Osborne. That's right. It will be. It'll be Zach Osborne. Um, but you guys are all discounting Amart. He will. Amart will finish top three in the points, without a doubt. Maybe I'll, get a race I'll, win in there. I'll, I'll take uh, twenty dollars on that one, Steve. On the top three. Yeah. Or the Zach Osborne thing. No, the top three one. Okay. Um, all right, go, Paul. Title, winner. Title, um, I, I I, think I got to go Osborne as well. All right. JT? For the title, man, I'm, uh, I'm going to say J-Mart, but I, I could so easily pick Osborne. It's one of those two, but I'm going to say just, just based on experience, when you look at what they've done, J-Mart's got two titles. Osborne has one outdoor win, period. Um, I'll give the nod to, to J-Mart just based on that. Weege? Yeah, very similar to what JT said. I will, I'm going to stick with Martin, but uh, it's close. Two, two Osborne, two Martin. Um, all right, top pro circuit rider. Got Cincerello, Forkner, Savachi, Hill. Top pro circuit rider in the points. Who do you want from? Oh, yeah, I guess that. JT, go ahead. Uh, I'll take Forkner. I will take Savachi. I think he rebounds a bit. Like, I don't know. I didn't put him in my title mix. But I think he rebounds a little bit, and uh, so I'll pick Savachi. Um, all right, Paul, go. This is this is hard between PC and TLD. This is one of the hardest questions I think ever. But um, man, I don't know. Uh, give me AC. Ah, wow, going out on a limb. Um, all right, so we. I don't you... think I don't think it's a limb. No, I, it's I was, not. It's I was, not. I was. Tossing between Forkner and and uh, and so, and, and Cincerillo. Weed, you got to take Hill, and we'll each have a pro circuit, different pro circuit guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take Forkner, but what the heck? I'll, I'll just say Hill. This will be interesting at the end of the year. <laughs> I'm writing these down, by the way. So yeah. Um, okay, so top uh, top Geico guy, uh, J Mark. I got J Mark. I'll take number six. <laughs> not Dakotas? <laughs> no. No, I do not have Dakotas. Uh, all right, so we all agree on that. The top star guy, uh, Aaron Plessinger, Dylan Ferrandez, Colt Nichols, and Mitchell Harrison. Will Colt Nichols be ready for Hangtown? Is he, he's, uh, he's Robo, Kurt Nichols? I, I think he is going to be ready. He is racing, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so uh, top, top star guy, I will go with uh, AP just because um, – the track knowledge, I think, bites Ferrandis at some point. So, um, all right. Uh, Paul, top star guy. Um, I want to pick AP, but I want to pick Ferrandis because I think he's going to be good and I just want to be different than you. Um, but I think it's going to be wrong. Um, but I don't want to be the same as you, so give me Ferrandis. All right. Weege? 
horrendous. JT? Uh, man, I think Ferrandis is the the obvious choice, but I'll say Plessinger just to piss Steve off. Well, I picked I picked AP. If you didn't pick That's AP, fun. your whole your whole thing about you can't uh, you don't have Plessinger in that group would fall to shit. Your whole argument about that. Well, your your argument is crap now that you pick Plessinger. Um, top TLD KTM guy, I will go Amart. JT. I'm gonna go. McElrath. All right, Paul. I'm going to go Oldenburg. Wow. Oh. Ah. Bold. Bold for old. Um, <laughs> all right, Weege? Well, wait, let me just pick Smith so we can just round it out. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those two teams are tough. I like Osborne to beat I like Osborne to beat Mosaman. Mosaman in the points. I assume you're probably right. Okay. Uh, I like Cunningham to beat Bichelia. Yeah, you're probably right. And I like Bichelia I like Reslin to beat I like Reslin to beat Nick Gaines. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So uh sleeper. Who's the sleeper pick in this class? And I and by sleeper I don't mean race wins or anything like that. I mean just you know, a uh, perfect example from last year, a sleeper would be somebody like uh Oldenburg who got tenth in the points last year. Or Tonus. Tonus got ninth. Um, somebody like that. They don't. They don't got to r- r- win races. Or if they if if they are going to, that's fine. But I don't. I don't mean that. Uh, so my sleeper, I'll go first. Um, I think it's Jordan Smith. Obviously, it's uh, not a going on a huge limb, but uh, I think Jordan continues his climb up um, to the elite guys in two fifties. I don't know if he wins races, but I think he podiums and uh, you know finishes a top ten in points, which is something I don't think he's done. And he's consistent and everything else. So I'll, I'll go Jordan Smith for sleeper. Weege? Am I allowed to pick Ferrandis, or has he gotten too much too much industry yeah. buzzed? Right I don't now? know. Let's ask the let's ask the ju- judge judge panel. I was going to ask the same question, so I can't answer it because I was going to okay. literally oh. ask the same question. All right, can Ferrandis? I think Ferrandis is a, you can. I think Ferrandis should be allowed to be classified as a sleeper. Okay. All right. I think he should be. All right. Then pick him. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to pick him. My worry about Ferrandis is is he going to get through the whole summer healthy? He's going to be able to deal with the heat and the tracks and the overall consistency thing for the title. But that dude winning some motos, yeah. and having some days where he's just unbelievable, that's going to happen. That's where I stand on him. Like I'll go. I'll give you guys the preseason hype, and he's an experienced guy. He's raced GPS for a long time, but the tracks and the heat and the travel. It all catches up to these guys the first year. Ask Rattray, ask Roxon, uh, ask any of these guys that come over. Um, so that's where I'm at with him. But uh, So, Paul, you'll take Ferrandis? Well, you did just touch on something that just scared me because I looked at the weather report, and I think it's going to be pretty damn hot on Saturday. Yep. Yeah, but um, this isn't a, this isn't a have, sleeper for Hangtown, Paul. This is a sleeper for the series. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm just – other things I've said within this pod, I, I'm now a little bit less on the Ferrandis kind of result bandwagon, I guess, because I did realize... So literally in 15 15 minutes, you've changed your opinion. I've overlooked something, and I just caught it, and I'm just (laughs) circling back. But if you want to talk about a sleeper, again, we just taken Ferrandis. I think he'll be good. Um, But I think two guys that will... um, My definition of a sleeper is just outperform expectations. Can we we say that? So I think... I got two. No, you got to pick one. Oldenburg and McAdoo. You got to pick one. Um, all right. Between Oldenburg and McAdoo, I'll take... Um, I think if you said, Paul, you said Oldenburg's going to be the top TLD guy in the points, so that means he's going to be pretty good. 
Um, so that would definitely classify as somebody being a sleeper. Okay, so I'm I'm on I'm Oldenburg's guy. Yeah, you I'm, are. I'm his guy. Uh, JT <laughs> sleeper. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Justin Hill. Right. I don't uh, I don't think many people are expecting anything, which I think is silly because he dominated the West Coast region and. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Hill. I think he's going to come out and uh, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, what about Justin Hill? I forgot about him. Kind of like what weekend. we Kind of like a little bit like we did in Supercross. I mean, we talked about him, yep. but he was he outperformed everybody, I think, in Supercross. Yeah, I mean, his confidence is on a on a different level than he's ever been on. So, All right. Yeah. Um, I need race winners from you guys. I need race winners for this season. How much time we got? We just do Round table? Not not moto winners, just just overall winners. Um, overall winners. All yep. right. Yep. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, I'll I'll state the the easy obvious one, and I'll take Osborne. Who else? Oh, you want me to list off my whole list? I thought we were going round and round. Okay. No, no. So no. I'll do. Um, I'll say. Uh, Who's gonna win Forkner overalls? Wins, Forkner wins a race. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, J-Mart wins a race. Mm-hmm. Fort, uh, I'm sorry. Osborne wins a race. Three. Plessinger wins a race. Plessinger wins Indiana? Do we just stamp him for yeah. that? We just... Oh, Indiana, High Point, <laughs> something like that. Right. Um, Any Mud Randis wins a race. Any Mud race? Uh, Aaron, Aaron Plessinger? How many am I at right now? Uh, you're at five. Five. That's a lot. Um, uh, and then it, from there, it's a Savachi wins a race. All Did right. I say Cincerillo? No. Okay, so that's my list: Forkner, Cincerillo, Savachi, Ferrandez, Seven Plessinger, guys. Seven winners in twelve Osborne rounds. Born in Jmart. No chance that's of seven. Too many. That's yeah. not going to happen. Not in, not in twelve not rounds. Um, that's not going to w- happen. Without naming your whole list. I think that covers it. I, w- I might add Alex Martin in there, like with a nice 2-2 score. Just 2-2, two, right. two, Amart sliding to the top. Um, and I would take out AC. But either, and I would take out Ferrandez. But other than that. So Zach, Forkner, Martin, Plessinger, Savachi, and Alex Martin. What do you think, Weech? Overall winners? Yeah. There's always fewer overall winners than people end up thinking. Right. It's yes. hard to string them together. So right. I'm just going to say uh, J. Mark, Osborne, Savachi, uh, Ferrandis. That's it. That's all I'm going to get. Wow. No Forkner. Okay. Can't guarantee it. Okay. Can't guarantee it. Yeah. It's no. hard. I mean, dude, we don't have six winners in 12 races almost ever, so it's just tough. No. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I agree with Weege. I agree. I'm I'm naming all these guys off, but I don't think that many is going to happen. You have, you have seven in 12 rounds. Oh. Yeah. That, let's call those guys moto winners. <laughs> just to not offend anybody. Um, well, no, but we just we just correct. It just doesn't happen. Like people get on streaks and rolls, and well, it, it's not going to happen. And I don't I don't. That's why. Going to happen. That's what I said. Osborne, Forkner, Plessinger, Jmart. It's four. You want to give me Savachi for five? I'll, I'll take that. But no way, in there's, no way is there seven. You know? I can only give you two overall guaranteed winners, basically. Uh, yep, I would agree with that. Osborne and yep. Martin, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. 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 JT, what do you think? Two overall winners guaranteed? Stamp it. Uh, at least two. Yeah. 
Um, no. Osborne J-Mart? Yeah, stamping. <clears throat> stamping. Yeah, Osborne J-Mart, definitely. Those two definitely win races. Um, i say Forkner, Ferrandis. I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go five out of 12. Um, yep. I'm going to go five. Uh, Osborne, J-Mart, Ferrandis, Forkner, and I think Plessinger wins Indiana. So five. Same as me. Yep. Um, okay. And uh, the last thing uh, on the review, on the Fly Racing Racer X250 Motocross review, who's going to struggle this year? Who's got a tough time coming outdoors? What do we think? Uh, Weege, go ahead. Jeremy Martin. What? Gonna be tough. What? <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is impossible to answer. It's impossible to answer. We've made this pick. Bef- this we've, we've made these picks before. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pick J Mark because if he struggles even a little bit, that's really bad based on expectations. If he does not win the title, it's terrible. So there you go. Jeremy will. So struggle. you're saying if J Mark does not win the title? Yeah. It's a disaster season. Really? That's where you stand? Yeah. Yeah, totally. What if he battles Osborne to the end and Osborne gets it? He's two-time champ. He needs to win. Oh, wow. So, okay. He, I feel like it's Jeremy Martin and it's everybody else. Everybody else can have a good solid season and good for them. Martin, title or bust. That's where he's at at his stage of his career, I feel. JT? As far as, like, I know what you want. You want to pick a rider who's just struggling and just not even getting top tens and having a tough time. That's almost impossible to predict at the beginning of the season. How does Kyle Cunningham do on that RMZ? That's what I'm thinking. I think he'll do okay. Yeah? I mean, but this is all based towards expectations. Everyone has different expectations of different riders. I mean, uh, I, uh, what about Colt Nichols? Yeah. It, uh. I, I don't I think know he, what I mean. I don't know. But what if he can get in the top ten every week, and I think that's an awesome Oh, that's season. awesome. Absolutely. But, I, you, know, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, this is tough because. Don't you feel like Nichols gets a bit of a break because of the injuries, right? A little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. For sure he does. Um, that was my move. I just picked the guy with the highest expectations, so the best chance of not mating them. See that? Yeah, I like yeah, that. You're right. You're smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bold move. Yeah. Look, it could happen to anybody. For, for some reason, Shane McElrath could just struggle. It could just not come together. Name him and ten other guys. It's going to happen to somebody, but... That's almost impossible. It's just practically a guessing game to pick which one of these guys. Just, uh, I just didn't work out. A, a couple of guys I forgot, Lorenzo Lucuccio and Bradley Taft. JT, is Taft going to be ready for Hangtown? I don't know, honestly. I'm not sure. He's a fly racing guy. I think he I is. Know. I know. I, I don't have an answer for you. I'd give you one if I had it. I think he is. I think he's going to be all right. Uh, so Taft and Lucuccio. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. I think I, I was talking to Swanepoel back in Detroit, and it was kind of a – Probably shouldn't bother racing Supercross because I think it was a head injury, right? But maybe even could have. So I think he's going to be good, good to go. And then Cycle Trader folks say Lacurcio is so much better outdoors than Supercross. Watch out! Look at what he did at Daytona. He almost got on the podium. So there you go. I'll still take Taft for top scoring Cycle Trader rider. JT. Yep. Weege. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Do we have a holdout, Paul? Top scoring cycle no, trainer rider. I agree with you 100% times five. <laughs> uh, okay, favorite <laughs> national track to go to? Favorite national track to go to? I'll go with Paul. What do you think? 
Which one's your favorite? My favorite one to go to. Um, Bud's Creek. Why? Uh, let's see. Dean won his first race there. Oh, I won a qualifier go. there. Um, I like the track. It gets super, super hot. I like that. Um, I don't know. Every time I go to Buzz Creek, I just got a smile on my face, and there's good vibes. So that's okay. that's that's my reasoning. All right, Weege. Uh, right now, I'm going for Southwick. Right now, I think it's got an awesome vibe, and these people are pumped up, and they're going to run the race a little more smoothly this year. They was their first time back last year. Uh, I think that's a cool one right now. All right, JT. Um, I'm going to go with. Man, I'm going to go with 1A and 1B. I'm going to go Lakewood because of the ease of everything. I really like how that race is set up. It's it's close to the city. The pits are awesome. The track's easy to see. Um, but then I think the best atmosphere is Redbud, so I'm going to go 1A and 1B. Shocker, JT can't nail his pick down. He's got to pick two. Uh, I'm adding as much as I can to the podcast. You're all wrong. It's Washougal. Now, a bit of a pain to get to in the morning and all that, but, man. The weather last year was unbelievable. It's great, not great to watch from, but it's just it's Washougal, man. Awful to watch from. Yeah, the best track of this year. Yeah, Washougal's viewing hurts hurts yeah, it for me, but yeah. it's it's such a great like everything else about it is awesome. I'll give you that. Best track of the series is is uh, Millville. Stamp that. Best track for sure. Best track. Stamp it. Yeah, Millville's good. It's got everything, man. I mean, it's a little Red, narrow. Redbud's little, a pretty good track. A little narrow. Redbud needs. Yeah, I would say I don't say I don't think you can stamp it. It's really good though. Uh, you can't bring yeah. in Redbud needs to stop bringing in sand. Like pretty soon, Dowdy's going to come out and Keith Johnson. They're going to be out of retirement and win that race. Like stop what, bringing what in. What do sand. you wait? What do you wait as as in in your choices? Like because you know I I was think I was because he raced there Valley as well. Because I oh, raced there. <laughs> I was thinking about Thunder Valley as well for all the reasons JT said, but then yeah. for some reason I was thinking about Unadilla also because I just like the steakhouse that's near the hotel. <laughs> so hey, you know what? All things that no Delmonico's is great. If 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 the steakhouse sways it, then then that's fine, Paul. That's it's all okay. you know. What race yeah. is that at? Unadilla, he said. Oh really? Huh, okay. <laughs> Delmonico's Del it's 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 a it's a must must go to at Unadilla, but other than that, Unadilla is pretty much shitty. Thunder Valley, you climb up on the hill and you look overlook the whole track. The viewing's unbelievable. It's great. Man, r- riding Thunder Valley though, it's so slippery. It's not fun to race for the for the riders. It's really slippery. But for a for a mechanic for a mechanic, actually, Hangtown is pretty cool too. You can see a lot of the track at yeah. Hangtown from the mechanics area. Yeah, you can. Which Redbud sucks, and a lot of the other ones suck too. Yep. All right. So to to J Mart to Osborne. For the title. And uh should be interesting to see. Anything else, boys? Are you finding a remote that control airplane in your way. house? I, I am I don't know who that is. It's probably Weege. That means neither guy's gonna win. Oh really? Yeah. Um yeah, it could be. Absolutely, right? Is uh are you guys going <laughs> to press it? I know. We we're rarely we're rarely right. Although I did remember last season outdoor pods at when Coop got his first win, I said, it's over. Remember? And I'm like, he's going to walk away with this thing. That's it. You did. And you did. Uh, and he did do that. So I got that part right. But we did all pick J-Mart to defend his title last year, Paul. So. Yeah, I was I was really late to jump on the Cooper bandwagon with you. but um, 
But yeah, I knows. Mean, I was on it. I was on it early. I had him on the fantasy team. I I was I was on Cooper's bandwagon early. I had some insight that that wrist injury wasn't going to be that bad. Yeah, I kept. Uh, I I really really struggled to to see that one coming, but he he did it. The the only reason I hope Jmart wins a little bit, even though I picked Osborne, is because Mike Larocco may kill somebody. He just may kill. Yeah, someone. Geico guys deserve it. You know, he, he he could lose his mind and just start throwing everybody around. So. All right, um, Fly Racing, Racer X Pod, presented by Alpine Star Protects. We thank uh, thank you guys for listening. This is the 250 preview. We'll do 450s tomorrow. Is that working for everybody? Yep. Um, yep. Good for me. Weege, we should know by tomorrow? Or no? Yeah, who it will not be racing. We might find out who will not be racing uh, by tomorrow. <laughs> and, and we can also add that to our Supercross preview for 2018. Quickly as well. Uh, Jason Wygant from Racer X Online, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, boys. See ya. Take care, See ya. guys. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like being a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. 
I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey.